Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and the Natural Choice Network directories have many great ways for a conscious community to connect, stay up to date on green resources, natural health, natural food, and mind spirit. And you can also stay connected right here with me every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, my guest today is Greg Rock, who has been on several times before talking about uh, carbon neutral initiatives. And last time I had him on, we were talking about the sustainable farms and field bill in Washington and other creative ways to approach sustainability and policies that are not only good for the environment, but they are also good for the economy. And now, um, Greg is Executive Director of Clean and Prosperous America, which is what he's going to be talking about today. So welcome to the show, Greg. Thanks, Martha. So glad to be back on again. Yeah. So start off by giving uh, us a brief snapshot um, of your background, because I know you started actually with green cars. Um, and then uh, explain what uh, Clean and Prosperous America actually is and how you hope this approach um you know, through that that program will resonate with a lot of younger voters whose voices seem to be getting louder on this issue every day, as well as many others. Yeah, no, I've got a kind of a varied background, as you know, I started with the green car company dealership back in 2004. I've done infill development on kind of the business side of things, uh, but also been politically involved uh, as a volunteer with Carbon Washington, which helped try to advance the first carbon tax to the ballot in the United States. Which was neutral, uh, and yeah, it was it, it was really unfortunate because so many people misunderstood that uh, that bill, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. How how important it is to you know to communicate and to let people get educated on on these bills and not just read what's on the pamphlet. Yeah, you know, environmental policy is tough. In that case, it was a revenue neutral carbon tax, so it didn't actually generate any revenue. It just changed what we were taxing. So it lowered the state yeah. sales tax and replaced it with the carbon tax. And it's hard to explain that nuance to voters. But a lot of this is you need to start building the narrative and building momentum that these changes take time. And so we're making a lot of progress. And, and obviously, there's a big important election coming up before us. And so Clean and Prosperous America uh, is really an organization founded by uh, David Giuliani and Bill McLean. Um, David was the inventor of the Sonicare toothbrush. Yeah. Uh, He's well known in that regard and really wanted to take kind of an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial perspective to politics. Uh, what what can we do in this space that maybe other people aren't doing? And so we, we, we looked at a gap analysis and, and kind of identified that most of the major political players on the progressive side of the aisle are not making major investments in the non-urban areas. Um, well, they've also never ran a business before. <laughs> <laughs> which which can be to their advantage or disadvantage depending on different parts of the campaign. Um, you know, campaigning is very different than biz running a business. Um, and so we've had a steep learning curve as well. And it's been great working with so many partners along the way. We've, we've had a, a close collaboration with the Environmental Defense Fund, League of Conservation Voters, uh, One Country, Strategic Victory Fund, a number of, of major national political players which has helped us be more successful in our effort. And so CAPA is kind of a two-part organization. And that stands, um, for, that stands for Clean and Prosperous America. Correct. Okay. Uh, and you can check out our website at cleanandprosperousamerica.org. And there's really two parts that we're, we're focused on is 
One, doing research about young voters living in non-urban areas, a, a cohort of about 30 million nationally um, wow. that are, tend, tend to be ambivalent. They're, they're not certain about who they're going to vote for or if they're going to vote. And these are voters 18 to 40 years of age. Well, and a lot of them don't have too much opportunity in those non-urban areas. And I think if anything that was maybe a silver lining with COVID um, is hopefully bringing and driving, you know, more businesses, you know, outside of the larger cities. Yeah. And, and what we find with this cohort is from our polling. So we've done, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of research this cycle studying uh, this cohort. You know, we've we, it's three national polls and four focus groups. And, and what we found is that they are, especially in the younger cohort, the Gen Z, 18 to 24, they're leaning strongly towards Democrats, uh -huh. um, but they also have not been contacted by any political campaigns. Over 65% of them report having never been contacted. Wow. And if you're in the political world, it's not that surprising. These are low propensity voters, and typically you're spending all your money going after higher propensity voters. But when they're so early in, in their voting life cycle and they're so young, you know, they may not be they may be a low propensity voter because they never vote, you know, had the opportunity to vote in a presidential election year before. Ah, and so true. See, there's this huge cohort that are not being appropriately contacted uh, and, and viewed as really high value targets. One, because we think that they will turn out and vote and B, if you convince them to vote this year, they will continue voting in years to come. Well, it seems like that younger generation is also a much more um, actively interested in the environment. Yes. And so, you know, at Clean and Process America, our goal is to advance environmental policies at the national scale. We yeah. believe we should get to a, so you a could net sure zero. use those votes. Yeah. And, and so our, our near term tactic to 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 get those policies we want is to elect more progressive candidates this election cycle. We obviously need to start at the top of the ticket and change the presidential dynamic if we want to advance environmental progress policies, uh, but all the way down the ballot. So we're looking at um, down ballot races in four states in particular, Arizona, North Carolina, Georgia, and Iowa, mm -hmm. all which have critical presidential potential, Senate yeah. potential, as well as lots they of- They could really shift. Yeah, a lot of state and house legislative races as well that matter there. And so we spent a lot of time educating the campaigns about the research we've been doing, educating different groups about the research we've been doing, not just on the fact that these haven't been, these groups haven't been contacted, but also what you can say to them to try to encourage them to turn out and vote and potentially vote your way if you're a candidate. Yeah, well, that's really, really, really interesting, I say, in a really untapped segment, um, you know, that really could be the tipping point on some of these environmental issues. But we'll be right back with much more from Greg after this short break, so please stay tuned. Your mouth is the portal to the rest of your body, and the mouth is where wellness begins. At Ecologic Dentistry, we believe in giving our body the ideal environment in which to heal itself. That's why we choose to offer natural, minimally invasive, and least toxic solutions. Our services include mercury removal, ozone therapy, and herbal and homeopathic dental care. Ecologic Dentistry is the natural choice for your dental care. Call 253-863-7005 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search Ecologic. Yurts have been used as shelters by Central Asian nomads for centuries. 
While most of us no longer move around looking for greener pastures, we can still be nomads at heart. Nowadays, yurts have been upgraded with modern amenities, yet they retain their connectedness with nature and the notion of a simpler, more sustainable way of life. Be at home in nature, from seaside getaways to mountain retreats. The Pacific Yurt goes where you want to be. To find out more about yurts that fit your needs, call 800-944-0240 or go to naturalchoice.net, keyword search, Pacific Yurts. If you're looking for supplements at an affordable price, come to Vitamin Life. We have over 10,000 supplements and beauty products. And best yet, for up to 50% off, we specialize in hard-to-find items. If you cannot find what you need, we can special order for you. We are conveniently located at the heart of Redmond. Drop by to visit us or attend one of our free evening lectures. To find out more about how Vitamin Life can help you with your health journey, call 425-869-7000 or go to naturalchoice.net. Keyword search one word, Vitamin Life. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. This is Ray Shooty of Peapatch Trust, and you're listening to Natural Choice Network right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. I'm here with Greg Rock. He's the executive director of Clean and Prosperous America, and we're talking about their efforts to get as many young people to the polls as they can to help support green initiatives, as well as the candidates who support unity, build back better, and other environmental thing uh, themes that we really can no longer uh, ignore. So let's talk um, a little bit more in depth about some of those themes, because uh, when I was looking at your website, it seems like those are um, the primary themes for clean and prosperous America. And I know in the face of like all the wildfires and the record heat we've had over the last um, years, and it seems to be getting incrementally worse, um, the time to put the pedal to the metal is now on some of those themes. So let's start with unity um, and trying to be as nonpartisan as possible, because I truly believe most of the country is on the same page, wanting a cleaner environment and wanting to improve, improve all those things. They just might disagree on how and in what order. So uh, what is your, you know, uh, how, how do you as uh, uh, clean and prosperous America identify those themes, starting with unity? Yeah, I think unity is certainly one that, that rose the top in our research that, that this, this cohort of ambivalent young voters uh, living in non-urban areas is intensely kind of non-political. They, they pride themselves on not being part of either party. Um, they, they are inherently apolitical in that nature. And one thing that really, really turns them off that we found is, is political bashing. So, yeah. so bashing Trump which uh, can be, you know, a second nature for a lot of Democrats these days, uh, it can be a major turnoff. And so that's something that really yeah. needs to be avoided. They're, they're much more interested in candidates that are willing to work across the aisle to find compromise to get things done than people who are just holding their, their political ground. Um, so that, that's an, just an important theme for candidates and other people engaging this youth to realize that, you know, they, wanna, they want progress. And, and yeah. really where the nexus has come together is it's that it really is that build back better theme that we're hearing from the very top of the ticket with Biden. They want to find a, a good nexus between progress, people working together to achieve positive outcomes for our economy, for our yeah. healthcare system, and for the environment altogether. And there is a strong nexus. If we're going to advance our economy, we need to have a strong uh, environmental policy and we need to have a strong healthcare policy. Uh, and so it's really finding that nexus uh, that has been the most most effective for this this audience of, of non-urban Gen Z voters. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, what you were talking about um, also is not just the young people. A lot of people are starting to feel feel that way. I mean, they're just seeing, you know, the political parties just get further, further and further apart. Yeah, um, we, we've seen these themes translate to a lot of different audiences looking at other people's polling. Our, our research is specific to this audience, so I, I, I try to restrain myself to only talking about what our research says. Restraint um, is yes. the word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Almost everyone uh, across the board is finding unity be, to be more attractive than partisan bickering. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, tell us about any particular green initiatives that you really want people to hear about uh, that you also think are going to really resonate with some of those young voters. Well, at this stage in the game, it's it's more about the ideology of okay. youth voters coming together, voting uh, so that their voice is heard. And yeah. so... Post-election, we'll be shifting into more national policies and what specific things we want to advance. But right now, it's all about setting the landscape, getting the type of leaders in place that will allow progressive policies on environmental issues to advance. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's all about voting. And, and so I want to spend a little bit of time talking beyond our research. Yeah, please do. component of what CAPA is doing this year is investing in grassroots organizations on the ground in these critical swing states. Oh, cool. Um, so we have over 41 grantees uh, that we've invested in this cycle with over $800,000. Uh, and these are small, all of them are smaller size grassroots organizations. Uh, typically organizations that have budgets around 60 to $100,000 a year and an extra 10 or $15,000 was really game changing for them in terms of what they were able to do in the field this election cycle. Uh, and a lot of what we tried to focus our grant giving on is young groups. So we're getting that peer-to-peer -peer contact. You always want young people contacting young people about voting. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and also groups that we're really focused on, on this, what's called relational organizing. Yeah. And relational organizing is a little different than peer-to-peer -peer contacts, although it, it involves that. But instead of getting, you know, if you recruit an 18 to 29-year-old volunteer, instead of just sending them to a, an NGP voter data file list and having them phone bank um, known voters, you yeah, instead I talk to them about who do they know too. And, yeah. and would they be willing to send out a, a, a Facebook post or a, a TikTok post to their friends about why they think voting is important and to why they should register to vote or why they should get their absentee ballot or vote early day is where we're pivoting right now. And, and what we found is that has been hugely impactful on this younger generation, about 20% increase in the, the rate of adoption of, of, of the ask. Uh, if wow. Asked, yeah. Because social media is where they live. Yeah, exactly. They don't answer their phone. <laughs> At least my kids don't. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's tough, right? With phone and text, there's there's modern screening. The, 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 the atmosphere is so noisy in these swing states in like Arizona, where you live right now. Um, yeah. In fact, I'll yeah. tell you, you know, I probably get four texts a day and my name has been everything from Mary, Marion, Marsha, Melody. I don't, not one of them has been Martha yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can imagine if you're a younger voter and you're more distrustful of the system because you haven't been part of it for a while, um, that, that can be really disconcerting and you're going to tune a lot of that noise out. Absolutely. But if it's one of your friends from school that sends you a text and says, hey, you know, it's really important that we vote and we're all voting for the environment. Let's go and vote early on October 24th. Uh, that can be a totally different exchange for someone who's trying to be engaged. Absolutely. That's a really, really, really good point. 
Um, and and when we've talked about um, any time that we talk about sustainability and the, you know, and the environment and just kind of anything that's more um, progressive and you know that that's moving us forward with solutions instead of just focusing on the problems, um, it's it's really it all starts at home. I mean, you vote people vote with their choices every day, as well. Um, are you kind of um, when you're talking about that youth segment too, um, it, it's it's interesting if you could take an approach with them as well, and maybe you already are, is just getting them to you know understand that their buying choices and everything that they're doing um, is is has a big effect as well. You know, it's a really good point. I mean, we have we have two big votes here in in our society. One happens on November third, the other happens every day with what yep. we buy. Yeah. And um, we've done a lot of that work here in Washington state about educating around those those important consumer choices. And, and it's a good thing to keep on our radar. We've been very vote focused at Kappa over the past uh, nine months for, for the, the, the various reasons of the election itself. Um, but post-election, we will be continuing operations. Uh, we're going to be continuing providing support to these grassroots orgs. Everything from like right now we're, we're developing with some partners, some resources to help with a responsible protesting, uh, both from a epidemiology perspective as yep. well as nonviolent perspective, yep. uh, so, so that youth are engaging in the political system in a productive way. Yep. Uh, and we'll be continuing to develop resources. If you go to our website, cleanandprosperousamerica.org, you can learn a lot about our 41 different grantees, as well as you'll see we have a, a grassroots organization toolkit option. Uh, and so we, beyond money to these groups, we're also providing a bunch of resources. Uh, yeah. Well, that we, website would be a really good opportunity, as they say, to play on some of those themes that we were just talking about. Because I know even, you know, with my two young daughters, um, you know, one of them is just totally drinking the Kool-Aid with the protests. And um, even just what I mentioned, at a certain point, the protests become counterproductive. You know, and you're, you know, if you care about Black Lives Matter, support a black business, you know, support, you know, just I went down this whole list of things and she just she goes, Mom, you just don't get it. <laughs> so <laughs> well, what you'll find is, you know, youth are, are movement orientated right now. And so th that is a, a big part of the movement is to get out there and, and to try to make their voice be heard. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that that is allowed in a responsible way yeah. um, because, you know, things have changed with COVID. They changed with uh, some of the violent protests that have occurred. And, and the youth voice can be critically important to where we are going in this nation. If we're going to address climate change, not only do the youth need to be protesting, they need to be voting. They need to be making their voices heard in every way that's politically allowed. And, and part of CAPA's long-term mission is to push the youth voice to the front of the political table. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to addressing climate change, the elected officials recognize, as, as I think they will see this election cycle, the youth vote is turning out in these critical races. And these, these really closely, highly contested races are going to be decided and won because the youth vote turned out. And those politicians will need to have some responsibility to those young voters and the environmental action desires that they have. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, you know, what role you think the young voters will play in this election and I, and its potential impact. And I think it's critical. I think, you know, 
Oh, it, it's it, massive. I mean, yeah. the turnout numbers are, are looking dramatically higher than they were at this point for early uh, voting amongst youth. Uh, in North Carolina, uh, Cal Cunningham, a very close Senate race there uh, that's going to be critical if, if progressives are going to take back the Senate. Uh, you know, the only age cohort, uh, according to the New York Siena uh, poll, that was leaning for uh, Biden was the 18 to 29 year olds. Now, they were leaning so strong towards Biden that he's he's winning. He's ahead in that race. But if the youth vote doesn't turn out, he doesn't win. Um, so so that is a critical segment and just one of the critical races around the country. Um, yeah. You know, this the, the turnout of the youth will determine how successful this political uh, cycle is for the Democrats. Well, and I know the economic piece is really important too. And, and I know everything that you guys, you guys kind of support and kind of push forward as far as, you know, environmental policies, they are ones that have, uh, as I say, an economic reality. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's such an important piece of it. And I think it's great, um, you know, with your organization, you know, people can be pretty assured that you're going to, you know, be, um, as I say, after the election, when the policies come out, you guys are are really good at vetting, you know, which ones are, are the policy itself is sustainable. And I think, at the, you know, with that younger piece, a lot of them are, you know, just trying to find jobs now, too. I mean, they've got their ideology, but then they've got their economic realities as well. Yeah, well, as you know, here in Washington, we've done a lot of work trying to do bipartisan climate policies, working with both Democrats and Republicans to advance good climate action. Uh, yeah. The sustainable farm fields was particularly focused on a rural component of that. And yeah. we imagine a lot of that work translating to the national stage, especially since we're focused on this non-urban youth vote. Um, yeah. There are a lot of uh, policies that climate policies that can be really, really good for the rural environment. And well, and the rural economy, which I think is just a huge potential, you know, where the cost of living is lower and everything. It'd be a lot easier for kids to get started. Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 some really exciting developments and sequestration and everything else that's going on in this space. And so, you know, post-election, there, there's going to be one thing front in mind, probably for Kappa, which is going to be Georgia. Um, it's little known to a lot of folks, but, you know, there is the high probability that there's going to be one, if not two Senate runoff races in Georgia on January 5th. Wow. Um, because if neither candidate gets 50% of the over 50% of the vote, it goes to a runoff and there's multiple candidates involved in each race. And so post election, you know, November 5th, we're going to be active, probably putting more money into our grantees in Georgia, making sure we're turning out as many votes for that really difficult vote because it's it's after schools have gone out of session, and they're on vacation. So a lot of people aren't even home um, amongst this young voting population. So we'll be working hard to make sure all of those young people vote in the runoff race. And then really January will be pivoting pretty hard to um, working with the new elected officials uh, to start advancing the, the policies this country needs uh, to yeah. achieve its climate objectives. Well, and that follow through is so important. And that, as I say, doesn't always happen. And so that's why I'm really excited to hear about, you know, what you've got started there, because um, you know, there the, the follow through is huge. You know, it's not just a promise. It's not just a soundbite. And then, you know, whew, you know, someone's elected and everybody walks away and just assumes things are going to get done. So I'm I'm really glad that, you know, you're you're going to have a, as I say, your organization is very sustainable with what you're, you know, what you've got to. And you've already got a lot in the hamper, you know, to, to bring towards that that have had some success in Washington that you can, you know, bring to a national level.
um, or have the, you know, have the data that would be very, 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 very helpful. Well, it looks like we're running out of time, Greg. So is there a final message you'd like to leave our listeners with today? I think the most important thing that everyone doing right now uh, that's listening should do right now is go vote. I mean, whether you've got an absentee ballot sitting on the shelf or you, you are ready to go vote early, just go do it. Go vote now. Um, and then we can talk about it later. <laughs> and then your website again? Uh, our website's cleanandprosperousamerica.org, and you can donate to us there if you want to support some of our grantees. We're still putting money into the field over the final two weeks, and then we'll be reinvesting uh, in Georgia come January 5th. Okay, and um, is there um, anything else as far as volunteer opportunities? I can find all that on the website too. Or we have a, a, a number of grantees that can accept volunteers. So if you're trying to volunteer in swing states and you don't live in one, uh, one group that we strongly uh, recommend is Flip the West. Um, they are they are kind of leveraging blue state volunteers into swing states uh, where they can where their voice can be the most effective. And so okay. I'd recommend uh, visiting Flip the West if you're interested in doing some volunteer activity. Okay, cool. Um, and a recording of today's show will also be posted on Natural Choice Net, which will have that information as well. And so, well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Greg, it's always interesting to hear what you're up to. And uh, I always want to, you know, want to be able to get that, you know, get that message out. Indeed. Thanks so much. Yeah. And thanks to all of our listeners for choosing to join in too. As you know, our choices create our experiences and collectively our experiences create our community. So online, on print and on air, thank you for making the natural choice.